daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of the She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. As you know, those are both designed to help fund women. And today I have a great woman for you to get behind and help fund her film project. Of course, being another filmmaker is very special to me, being a filmmaker myself. I'm so happy to bring to the show Michelle Palermo. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Great, Catherine. How are you? Thanks for having me. You bet. Let me first just give everybody a little overview about you. You are um, a published and award-winning playwright. You also are an award-winning producer, director, and writer. And you have out a new show uh, that we are looking to fund and get on the air. It is called Middle of Nowhere. I love the title. Uh, it's about a woman's journey in uh, her midlife crisis. Uh, you'll laugh, you'll cry from what I understand. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, your uh, premiere on the West Coast is coming out this Saturday, uh, September 4th. Um, and that's going to be at the Chinese, uh, Chinese Chinese Theater. Hello. Say that three times. <laughs> Best. Um, and I can't wait to see that um, because I know you do amazing work. And I um, now I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I, as I was telling you before, I, I love this podcast. I love what you do, how you bring women to the forefront and, and give everybody a chance to, uh, to talk a little bit about what they're doing. Um, it's such a, it's such a special place. So thank well, you thank for having you. me. Well, uh, yeah. Current, so I love your current project, but you know what? I always love people to kind of get to know people before we even talk about their current project. And that is um, you have the most eclectic background uh, <laughs> uh, like myself. So we really identify with each other. Um, but you uh, have worked with uh, Martha Stewart. You were um, sought out by the CIA to help. Uh, I can't wait to hear about that one. Uh, you are a producer, director, writer, um, and now you're an adjunct professor at Columbia Film School. You yeah. were just the coolest woman, you know? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really see it that way. Mostly all- We never see ourselves that way, yeah. <laughs> Most of those things are what I call my accidental life. I've always wanted to just be a writer, just be a director, just be doing projects. And because of that, I've never sort of settled into a career per se. So I'm just ad hoc. I'm always willing to take whatever job is available, whatever is there. And so I've worked in politics. I worked for Martha Stewart. I, you know, I did, I worked for the USO. I, you know, I, my teaching thing came to me sort of late in life. And it's really one of the great joys of my life. I love teaching and you know what? I'm so glad you just said that later in life, because I, ho I hope that there's listeners out there that understand it is never too late to realize your dreams. And as we get older, we can reinvent ourselves so many times. And that's what I see you do. You reinvent yourself over and over. You're an inspiration to other women. But you say, you know, you've done all these eclectic things. 
And uh, as you and I were talking over lunch the other day, we said, but the funny thing is in life, life is like a puzzle. All those different things that we do come to a head to all come together for what it is we're meant to do, right? It's so true. It's so true. And that's why I always tell my students, you know, don't feel like your path is one thing, right? Everybody who's in film school, for example, thinks that, oh my gosh, I've got to get that fellowship. I've got to get that, you know, that, that internship. I'm like, if you didn't get it, go work on a farm for the summer, you know, go get a backpack and travel around the world on no money. Like do all sorts of fun things, interesting things that make you a more interesting person. There is nothing in terms of I really believe any career that doesn't contribute to what you're ultimately going to do. Like every experience you have in life contributes to who you ultimately are. And Absolutely. Think, yeah. You know, I think that's what makes somebody a better writer. And I bet it's made you a better writer to, uh, first of all, uh, you were born in Milwaukee, but you uh, ended up growing up part-time in Rome, Italy. Okay, so that right there gives you a lot to write about. Uh, work, like you said, working with Martha Stewart, that's got to be a lot to write about. Um, uh, being the speechwriter for uh, the first lady governor of uh, Virginia, how cool a job is that? Well, she, um, yeah, she was she was the first. Yeah, she was the governor's first lady. Yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. Yep. And yeah, of course, I screwed that up. That's uh, right. But but, but <laughs> all of these things that you do um, must lend itself to the fabulous writer that you are. And I did see a trailer for middle of nowhere and it, it just looks fabulous. And I know you're winning all these awards. You just won, um, gosh, three awards in New York at the international film festival there. Let me just note what they are. Best TV show, best director and best actress. Hello. Um, and what, I mean, it's really unique now that these festivals are allowing people to put episodic uh, shorts uh, into the festivals so that more television shows can get picked up and pilots. Let's talk about that because I don't think a lot of people know that. Even as a filmmaker, I didn't realize that there were more and more film festivals focused on episodic shorts that want to be on television. So let's talk about that and how you got into promoting your show in that vehicle. Okay. So um, I actually made the show with the idea that I wanted to get it to this festival called Series Fest, right? Which is the very first sort of independent television festival out Mm -hmm. there. Um, And, you know, I was sort of putting all of my eggs in that basket. We shot before COVID. Um, We shot two episodes uh, before we got shut down by COVID. Um, And so I edited the show during COVID and then we released it on the festival circuit this season. And I was really nervous about that because I historically have not done great at film festivals because what I write isn't sort of quirky or odd or whatever enough in terms of film festivals, but with this new TV category and I, middle of nowhere is a TV show. There are a lot of people sort of bringing short films to film festivals as TV pilots. This is a TV show. I've written the entire first season. So we shot the first two episodes, but I wrote six additional episodes. So um, the first festival we submitted to was New York International Film Festival. We got in, we won three awards. Um, and, uh, And then we got into Series Fest, which was great since that was sort of my original thing. And we won the Audience Award at Series Fest, which was wow. a huge honor. I was super excited for that one, um, which you know means that out of all the pilots that were shown at this 
pilot, independent pilot competition, the audience liked ours best. So right. that's yeah. as good as it gets, I think. Yes. Yeah, that was really great. And then uh, went on to win best drama pilot at the North Fork um, Television Festival, which is another uh, television festival. And now we're doing, and we've, we've been part of other festivals. We won other awards at other festivals, but now we're doing dances with films. So the idea behind the pilot part is a little catch 22, right? Because you make a television pilot in order to get into these festivals, which is a huge deal, but it's not like making a short film or a feature film because a television pilot on its own is nothing. You know, a television pilot is the first episode of a television series, right? So what you're really looking for is that that grab to say, oh my gosh, this is great. Let's make this into a series. But because of the structure of Hollywood, particularly when you're talking about female driven content, right? With no stars, um, the development portions of, uh, of television companies aren't ready to jump up and go, let's make this unknown pilot from this woman who has this eclectic background with all these amazing actors who aren't stars. So what we're doing is taking those uh, kudos, those laurels that we got and taking our cast who we love and who are all stars. They may just not be known ones yet, but I defy anybody to come up with a better cast than the one we have. And, um, and, and I'm empowering those people and bringing them with me and saying, you know what? I wanna make the rest of this season We've got it budgeted out. My amazing, amazing line producer, Lolly Howe, who's a budgeting genius, has budgeted this thing out at about $100,000 an episode. And we're going out to try and raise funds to make it and become really probably the first truly independent television series to make it from the festival circuit onto the air. So that's my tiny little goal to do this. I love that. And you're going to have a WeFunder coming out, which we're going to be promoting. Uh, WeFunder is a way for people to invest in that film, uh, in that film series or uh, TV show, I should say. Um, and uh, what a great opportunity to get behind uh, fabulous uh, female filmmakers. Uh, and you know, I think there are a lot of people out there that want to do that. They they know that Hollywood uh, puts up a, a steel wall for programming about women for women because it's mostly male decision makers. Let's face it. That's the gatekeepers in Hollywood. But I love that these film festivals are now allowing people with great TV ideas to showcase them and hopefully get picked up. And I hope that you are one of the first success stories. That's my intention for you um, so that we can show, well, here is another vehicle or way that you can get it on the air. Because once you're on the air, I know it's gonna be a, a big success. And then everybody who helped to fund it is gonna be proud that they got behind this female driven show with a female main character, female producer, director, writer, female team around it. We must be women helping women. We have to be. You know, sometimes people say to me, well, we want men to fund us too. And I said, well, of course we do. They need to get behind their sisters and mothers and friends. But how's that been working for us? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. That's so great. Right? You know, 
more women need to become investors. And this is a great place for them to start is getting behind a female driven character film uh, series uh, for television. And so um, I hope that they'll come out to, uh, you know, uh, the Grauman's Chinese Theater this uh, Saturday. I know I'm going to be there. Deborah's going to be there uh, at noon. Uh, they can get tickets at um, the name of the festival is Dances with Films. And we're in blackdanceswithfilms.com is where you can get your uh, ticket and you would look for uh, Middle of Nowhere uh -huh, to come out and see it. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a green carpet. If you come out, you can get your pictures taken with our stars. It'll be really fun. We're going to have a, a great time. We're excited well, about it. We are definitely going to be there and we're looking forward to that. And then for those that listen to this later down the road, uh, you can also be uh, looking for WeFunder. You just go on WeFunder and look for, you search for um, Middle of Nowhere film uh, series, episode, TV show. Uh, and then you can donate to that. And then of course you can follow Michelle Palerno uh, uh, on uh, LinkedIn and, and uh, Facebook. And so it's uh, Palermo, P-A-L-E-R-M-O, Michelle with one L. And uh, <laughs> I guess they can also find Middle of Nowhere. Yeah, on Middle of Nowhere media. TV show uh, is, is our handle on um, uh, Facebook and um, Instagram. And on Twitter, we are middle underscore show. I don't know why, but that's what they gave us. <laughs> so what made you decide to make this film middle of nowhere? Give us, give us enough of a premise that we can get a little teaser here. Um, and, and why you made this topic. So let's talk about what it's about and, okay. and why you decided to do it. All right, so Middle of Nowhere is loosely based or not so loosely based on my own experience, my own life. Um, and it came to me really after a, a, a period of time where I had spent an unnatural uh, amount of time with my parents who are aging. Right now they're 91 and 88, 88 so they're- See, really no aging. one relates to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I was with them uh, because my mother got ill. She's fine now. In my baby brother's home, I had just moved back from the East Coast. My husband's working in Sacramento. And I, was, I got sort of stuck with my parents in my baby brother's home for three months, living this very weird moment of life. That was very necessary because my mom needed somebody there. So who was going to be there? I'm her only daughter. Um, and, and I could not leave that to my poor sister-in-law <laughs> to be doing that by herself. So, you know, it was this very intense moment where I went, wait a minute, this is so not how my life was supposed to work out. Right. And it wasn't like a woe is me thing. It was kind of a surprise. Like, how did I end up here with, as you say, all of this eclectic stuff that I've done, I'm doing, you know, and um, and then I started talking to other women and everybody had a similar feeling at some point in their life between 45 and 65, you know, where they went, wait a minute, this is so, whether it's a good or bad thing, you know, it's what I kind of say, or like, you look at your life and okay, here's where it started and here's how long I've lived and here's how much I have left and wait a minute. And it gets very panicky, yeah. you know? And so I, I, after it was done and I got my apartment in LA, I sat down and wrote this story about this woman who is in the middle of literally everything. She's in the middle of her life. She's in the middle of a divorce. She's in the middle of her family. She's in the middle of being, you know, unemployed for the first time in 30 years. Um, and so I just really leaned into that and had fun. And 
what I ended up doing is writing a show that has characters that very much uh, resemble people in my own life. So they're very real and very grounded. And, um, and then we cast a group of actors that really brought amazing talent to those roles. So I had somebody tell me recently that they felt like they were spying on a family when they were watching the show. And I was like, that's exactly what I want people to feel like. So it really is a moment of, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an empathic moment to say, you are not the only person out there who feels this way. And my character, Lisa Giordano Navarro, who's the lead, um, is a woman who's very unusual kind of in the TV world where she's not a mom. And she's not a wife at this moment in time, you know? And so, and she's just her and she's not even employed. So you can't say, you know, she's a doctor, she's a lawyer, she's a teacher. Right now she's, she doesn't know who she is. And I think it's time to explore a character from that perspective, right? She's just a woman or she's not just, she is a woman who is really in a moment where she goes, I have to reinvent myself. And yeah. I'm not sure I have enough information <laughs> about who I was in order to do that successfully. So it's a very fun deep dive into a woman's life. I love that. And I just reached over to get something off my desk. I want to read that I have sitting on my desk. Um, I don't think there's a woman out there that won't identify with your show. I think it is brilliant. Uh, Everybody goes through um, that time in their life where they're having to take care of a parent or parents, uh, like you said, between 45 and 65. It's something everyone identifies with in some way, shape or form. And the highs and the lows of that and the comedy of it, let's face it, nothing's <laughs> nothing's funnier than real life. Um, so I think it's a perfect topic, very timely, especially at my time in my life, all of my friends are going through this. I hear it every day. I think it's so relatable. I've never heard of another show out there like that. And I think it's perfect. Now, with relation to what you said the woman is going through, and also uh, when you mentioned earlier about your um, actors are so fantastic, even if, though they may not be known, I want to read you what I have on my desk. And it's from Mike Dooley. It says, the one thing all famous authors world-class athletes, business tycoons, singers, actors, and celebrated achievers in any field have in common is that they all began their journeys when they were none of these. And I just love, love that. that. I love that. I love it too, because uh, anyone listening uh, is certainly going to be inspired by what you're doing that you just uh, decided to go for it. And as filmmakers, we always know we can't wait for a green light from someone else. If it's in our blood, uh, we just have to do it. Uh, that's how I started my first documentary. I can't marry you. I just decided it was a movie that needed to be told. And I, it, and I was going to be the one that needed to tell it. And so, and somehow you get people behind it and you get them to invest in it and you make it happen. That's what filmmakers do. It's not easy. Uh, and, and I really applaud what you're doing because it's not an easy road. People look at you and probably think, oh my God, it's won all these awards and how exciting. Yes. But we've got to get it in the right hands yes. of someone in Hollywood who yes. says, oh my God, this is genius. It's timely. Let's put this on the air. And I know Michelle personally, how 
hard that is. And so does every filmmaker in Hollywood. We're all in that same boat, especially for women and women driven character shows. It's very hard. But I want to say I'm hopeful that it's the tide is starting to change, that when your show gets picked up, it starts to be um, a raise awareness that there really is a demand for this type of programming, that people do want it. Women want programming about women uh, and they are more than 50% of the viewers. Hello, yes. we need more programming for women. Yes. And plus, I, I like think men will enjoy your show too. Oh, so. they do. Men enjoy the show too. It's not just for women, but uh, just a, a little capper on that, which is that, you know, from the very beginning, this show, you probably know this since you're a filmmaker, this show has had its own life, meaning it's told me what it wants to be, you mm -hmm. know, and sometimes when I was trying to force it into something, it was like, ah, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that. And I really have, you know, a great partnership with Wally and, and we, we, we really believe in this thing and we listen to it, you know? I mean, I, as a filmmaker, I'm sure you have that feeling too. You sort of tend to listen to your project and, and honor it and say, you know, it's, I mean, I don't want to sound super ethereal, but sometimes it's just a gut feeling of, you know, cause it does take so much work and it, we people, had a pandemic. people that watch it, they don't realize when they watch a five or 10 or 20 minute uh, film, they don't realize how much goes into it in the writing, in the directing, in the acting, in the editing, in the lighting, in the audio. They don't realize it, but they do sit back and enjoy it. And enjoy and it. That's really what gives us the pleasure, right? To be yes. in the theater and see people laugh and cry and be moved by it. That's why we do it. And like you said, you know, I think filmmakers, uh, it's in our DNA. We want to tell stories. Uh, we know they need to be made. I think film and television is one of the most powerful ways to tell stories and to change culture and to move the needle. And so I really applaud what you're doing. And um, I can't wait to see it on the air. I know it's going to get picked up. Uh, hopefully someone from uh, Hollywood that's a decision maker is listening now and says, we want that show because we know that's a winner. Um, and uh, we also want to invite people to the screening so they can see it. So they know that they do want to pick it up. So, you know, September 4th, uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater, um, go to Dances with Films, uh, buy your ticket to uh, Middle of Nowhere, and we'll see you there at noon. And if you're listening to this after that date, uh, go to WeFunder, look for their fundraiser uh, for Middle of Nowhere. And also, of course, you'll be up to date on where they're going to be airing and what's happening by following Middle of Nowhere TV show on uh, social media, as we mentioned before. Michelle, thank you for being such an inspiration. Uh, I know there's people out there that have a story that they want to tell, and they are a writer or a producer or a director. And I hope that seeing that you've gone for it inspires them to do the same thing. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Catherine, and for the opportunity you're giving so many women to, to tell their stories and to get out there with their, their ideas. Thank you. You are such a connector and such a, you know, a, a grace to all of us. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Well, it's women like you that inspire me to do this. So, <laughs> uh, well, just remember to invest in her. Be sure to check out the film uh, series, TV show, Middle of Nowhere. Check out Michelle Palerno. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Make it a great day, everybody.
theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.